It's a Friday morning. That means it's God sightings. What does that even mean? What do we mean by God sightings? Well, we ask you to send in a voice note and tell us, where did you see the hand of the Lord this past week in your life? Waar jy die hand van die Heere die afgelopen week in jou leven gesien? Ek het het gister weer eerstdaans ervaar. What a wonderlijke, wonderlijke ervaring to know that we, isn't it amazing, this God that you cannot see, that we breathe the oxygen that he provides for us, good and evil people. We breathe the oxygen in his infinite goodness. The sun is shining over all people in this world. But we as reborn Christians know that God is ever present. When last have you read Psalms 139? He says, even the hair on your head is counted. He says, not even a word on your tongue, and I know what it's going to be. An ever-present God. And it's this God that we worship, the God Yahweh, the God of the Bible, the God of Israel, the God of South Africa, whether you believe it or not. We say at Radio Pulpit, but God. No matter what's happening, but God, Jesus said in John 16 and 33, this I, listen to his words, he says, this I say to you, that in me you can have peace. Oh, how we longing for peace, but not the peace the world is looking for and talking about. No wars, no, you know, no bullets, no uh, fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Not that type of peace. Yes, uh, to a certain extent, that peace as well. But the peace that knows that God is in control of your future. And so John 16, 33 means so much to me personally. I will never forget that day that I walked into Stephen Burtis' office and I said to him, young man, you know what? I think my peace has been stolen. And he said to me, well... You need to look at the John 16, 33. And you know what? Sometimes we read God's word and you hear about this scripture and you hear about that scripture. But when the spirit brings life to a particular scripture, Hebrews 4 and verse 12, your word is life, cuts unto bone and marrow. And so when I read John 16, 33, this I say to you, that in me you can have peace. In this world, you will face many trials and tribulations. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Also, the last book. Isn't it amazing when you read a book? When last have you read a book? Do we still read books? <laughs> Do you still read God's word? Do you still study the Bible? We've read the last page. And I know that my God, our Lord, our Redeemer, our Savior, walks out of those pages into all eternity triumphantly. There awaits, even though we face, because of our brokenness in this world, yes, there is death, the final sting, the price to pay for sin. In the flesh we die. But your spirit will never, ever die. 
And I urge you this morning that in spite of the troubles that you're facing, in spite of what you're enduring, that you find your joy and your peace in the Lord. Did you hear the word joy in there? Yes, you heard the word joy in there. I was opening up um, Word for Today, written by Bob and Debbie Gass in the early hours of this morning. And they make reference of another favorite scripture of mine, John Ting Ting. You will never forget that scripture again. It's John 10.10. John 10.10. And the heading of their writing says, Are you joy deprived? (laughs) Are you joy deprived? It felt this week at certain stages that I was joy rep- de- deprived. And even if you look at things in our country, I spoke to somebody this past week that says, listen, I avoid the news. I avoid newspapers. I avoid these things because it deprives me of my joy. Our lungs need oxygen to thrive. Your body needs food to thrive. Your soul, my brother, my sister, needs joy to thrive. Are you joy deprived? I want to talk to you about something that is found in the book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah 8 and verse 10. There's not much time left. But it's Nehemiah speaking here and he says, go and enjoy Go and enjoy choice food, sweet drinks, and send some to those who have nothing prepared. Nehemiah 8 and verse 10. Don't just look after yourself, but send to those who have nothing prepared. And then then he uses these words, This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Sometimes we feel guilty. Yes, I know it is a Friday and, and you're looking forward to the weekend. And, but we, we, we feel guilty because we're not allowed to, to, to experience joy, to feel joy in our hearts. Even Bob Gaz writes about it. He says... Uh, about a Bible teacher that spoke of, I realized the enemy had, had deceived me into thinking that in, that enjoying things was not important. And then he's got this whole write-up. You can go to Word for today to go and read it. When Satan robs you of your joy. But the joy of the Lord is gladness of heart that comes from knowing God. Do you know this God? I know every man has got a God. And there's no problem. 80 years ago, 70 years ago, when we spoke about God, they would have locked you up because everybody knew we spoke about the God of the Bible. But nowadays, every man has got a God, and they don't have a problem in the world if you speak about God. But when I talk about God, I talk about Yahweh. I talk about Elohim. I talk about the Lord my provider, the Lord my healer, and all his Jewish names. The Bible says there is none other. There's only this one God. So the joy of the Lord is the gladness of the heart that comes from abiding in Christ, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Can I ask you a simple question? Do you have a testimony? Do you have a testimony? Can you tell 
of that moment in time when God saved your soul. I'm not talking about the day you were born. Yes, when Jesus was born, the angels announced good tidings of great joy, Luke 2.10. We read it over Christmas and then we forget about it the rest of the year. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Still to this day, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, all who find Jesus know the shepherd of the nativity, that he brings joy. Even before his birth, Jesus had brought joy. In Mary's song, Luke 1 and 47, uh, you, you can go and read it. At Mary's voice, he leapt for joy in his mother's womb, the Bible says. Even before he was born, if you, if you study the scriptures, my brother, my sister, as you listen to this radio broadcast, Jesus exemplifies joy in his ministry. He sets the example. There's nothing wrong. Did you know that joy is even part of the fruit of the Spirit? Singular fruit. It should be wrapped in there. The fruit of the Spirit. The joy of the Lord. Even, even his enemies accused him of being too joyful on occasion. Jesus describes himself as a bridegroom, enjoying a wedding feast. When last have you been to a wedding feast? It's a joyous occasion. Mark 2 and verse 18, Jesus talked about himself as a bridegroom enjoying a wedding feast. He rejoices in the Holy Spirit. When last have you rejoiced in the Holy Spirit? He spoke of my joy, John 15 verse 11. And he promised to give his disciples a lifetime supply of it. Yes, you. You're a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, aren't you? In John 16, 24, he makes that promise. If you, if you look at the parables of Jesus, man, joy is reflected in many of them. In many of them. Just go and read it. And then, so many who says, and the Old Testament, well, I've, I've quoted the scripture to you. Nehemiah 8 and verse 10. Did you know that the early church was categorized by gladness and joy in the Lord? How are you doing with joy on this Friday morning? And as a partij ons word wakker, partij skrik wakker. Volgend toe jou voete uit die bed het gesit, jy het joy in jou hart gehad. Joy in the Holy Spirit. A distinguishing mark of the kingdom of God. Those who are part of the kingdom share in the king's delight. In the kingdom's delight. Maybe this is a wake-up call to you and to me as well, want ons gaan dier hierdie week en dan ergens verloor jou joy en dan kom jy terug na die heren toe en sê, as kies heren, hier gaan ek alweer, ek het alweer verval in my eie self-pity, doom-gloom, kyk wat gebeur met my poor me. But the Bible says joy is part of the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5 22. When last have you read that? Galatians 5, 22, 23. The fruit of the Spirit. Nine of them. Somebody once said, if you've got love in place, and you've got self-control in place, the others would find their own space. Huh? Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. 
man, go and study them. Walk it, eat it, sleep. Maybe you should print it, put it in your handbag, put it in the gobble, put it in the glove box. Carry it with you, put it in your pocket. The fruit of the Spirit, joy. You'll be reminded daily of that which God promised us. It's a Christian's duty to rejoice in the Lord. Philippians 4, 3, 1. Uh, Philippians 3 and verse 1. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Finally, my sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Filled with inexpressible, glorious joy. You know what? I'm closing my eyes when I say this. And I so prayed upon your life this day. As you enter into this day that somebody somehow would ask you, Man, why are you grinning so much? Why are you smiling? What is it that makes you so different? And I know sitting here encouraging you that I, I lack that many a time. The inexpressible, the glorious joy of the Lord Jesus Christ. The supernatural origin of that joy of the Lord. The gladness of the heart. It should be present even through the trials of life. And there, therefore I've asked you, send in a voice note. Tell me, where did you see the hand of God this past week in your life? Ek praat altyd van die suiker wat nie opgeraak het. Die blikkies koos in die kas. Die, die hoener in die diepvries he, wat net nie minder word nie. Hij stuk woors wat jy gekoop het. Ja, hy bly maar die selle groot. Because God looks after his own. A father who cares for his children. We know we are children of God. No one can snatch us away from him. No one. God says, listen to, to the promise he makes. John 10, 28. John 10, 28. I give them eternal life. And they will never perish. Yes, you. And no one will snatch them. Not the evil one. Stop talking about the evil one and how he's robbed you and what he's done to you and blah, blah, blah. The people of, give glory to God. Seek the joy of the Lord. No one will snatch them out of my hand, says the Lord. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in this world. And so we see through the scriptures, we know that we win in the end. Faith, my brother, my sister, is the victory that overcomes the world, and the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. If you look at, I'm closing off, I'm closing off, time is catching up with me. My goodness, I'm enjoying the time so much with you, it's already 20 after seven, uh, after six. The apostles in Jerusalem, when they were arrested twice, and ordered, they were ordered not to preach in Jesus' name. And so even rejoicing, the Bible says they returned home unfazed because the second time they faced court, they were beaten. And after that unfazed, they went home rejoicing, says the Bible, because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you suffering disgrace in your place of work? Because your boss is not a Christian and he comes down hard on you? Rejoice. 
rejoice. The joy of the Lord may be inexplicable to, to the one who does not possess it. But to the believer, to you and I in Christ, the joy of the Lord comes naturally. As grapes on a wine. As we abide in Christ, the true vine, the branches are full of his strength and vitality. And so the fruit that you and I should produce for this day includes joy. It's God's doing. All you have to do is ask the Lord. All you have to do is ask the Lord. Shall we go to the Lord in prayer quickly? Before we uh, listen to Ren Collective, the joy of the Lord. Man, I'm going to stir you up. I'm going to stir you up in the joy of the Lord this day. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And so, Father God, as we bow at your throne of grace, Lord, if we lack joy, if we do not understand joy, if we have lost it, if we are deprived of our joy, Lord, we come to you. We lay down self at your feet. We lay down self at your feet. And we thank you for the beauty of your word. It's your word that inspires us through the working of the Holy Spirit. Inspire us, Lord. Fire us up this morning. Give us a new understanding of the present right here, right now. Let us unwrap it slowly and enjoy every moment of it. In my car as I'm driving to work now, thank you for a job, Lord. In my home as I prepare to clean the house for the day. Thank you for dirty dishes. It means I've got food to eat. Thank you for unmade bed. It means I've got a bed to sleep in. Thank you for a house to clean. It means I've got a roof over my head. Thank you, Lord, for an untidy house. It means there are people who love me around me. Thank you for family. Thank you for so many things, Lord, that I forget sometimes to thank you for. Give me that inexplicable joy, the joy of the Lord. Let it be my strength in this day. I ask in the mighty and the majestic name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Can you say with me, Amen and Amen? Mm. Got something special on the turntable for you. (laughs) The joy of the Lord is my strength. Good morning, 21 after 6 on this Friday, 14th of July, waiting for your voice note. Where did you see the hand of God this past week? Your God sighting. Your Abba Wormlech, Stereotons.